It's Tuesday, February 8th, and this is Market Foolery. I'm Chris Hill, and joining me in studio today from Motley Fool Hidden Gems, Seth Jason, and from Motley Fool Asset Management, Bill Barker. Guys, happy Tuesday. Thanks, Chris. All right, we've got numbers from McDonald's and Avon, and we're going to dig into the economics of witchcraft. But we will begin overseas, where for the third time since mid-October, China has increased interest rates. Uh, They're trying to curb inflation. Bill Barker, I'll start with you. What is the ripple effect for U.S. investors? Well, I, you know, I think one thing you can look at is that it's nice to be in China's position and to have the choice to uh, raise interest rates to uh, slow down your economy, hopefully, so that it doesn't... economy's too hot. We got to <laughs> slow it down. Yeah, that's a, it's a it's a nicer problem than than our problem, which I guess the next step is to actually you know, pay people to take money that's already being lent for free. So, ben Bernanke, actually, is going to bring us all to the mall in his minivan. <laughs> awesome. The, the ripple effect is maybe just more envy, you know, in Americans for, for the Chinese. But, you know, I think that China's economy is, is – uh, Seth can probably comment on the exact numbers growing in the 8% range. 9.3% is this year's expectation, down from last year's 10.3%. But when you have what I'm seeing Can you here take that we, out three decimal places, just oh, yeah. you know, <laughs> for the listening Let's audience? Let's just do it. Uh, it I'm, I'm seeing here, some people are reporting 10% food inflation. That's, that's what a lot of this is about. I think a lot of it is cosmetic, and it's an attempt to... Uh, to let everybody know, uh, the people in China and the people outside of China, that uh, they are serious. Uh, they're really serious about inflation. Um, I don't know how much how well it works. Uh, it's it's really hard to say. I think that uh, a lot of loans in China aren't really made so much uh, on the basis of uh, whether the money is cheap or even whether you know what capital requirements are. But they're sort of uh, handshake deals between people who know each other. So I have my doubts as to whether this will actually rein in inflation all that much, and especially food inflation, which to me is, is really more sensitive to things like bad crop yields and, you know, floods in Australia and things like that. Yeah, at the margins, though, raising interest rates uh, rather than lowering lowering them is going to take some air out of potential bubbles. Uh, the one that is probably of the greatest concern is, is the housing market in China. They've had, there's ample uh, evidence that they could be experiencing a bubble. They've seen what a popped real estate bubble can do. Uh, and and they've got legitimate concerns that uh, they might be lining up for something like that themselves. I think U.S. investors who are who are in China, uh, investors who are into stocks uh, like Jinpen International is something we have over at Hidden Gems we own, and they sell uh, power equipment. That's a sector or a, an industry you might want to take a look at this and worry a little bit because a lot of this equipment goes toward capital spending. And if there's less lending in support of capital spending, then perhaps they see uh, you know they see a little bit less business. So it really depends on what kind of stocks you're in. Now, if, if you're in, in stocks that are benefiting from the sort of bubble of all things China, then you probably do want to be careful. Yeah, if you already own six condo units in China <laughs> and you're planning on <laughs> buying a few one. more, you know, that you, you may, may want to take that down and diversify. Might at want this to point. rethink that. Yeah, yeah. All right. McDonald's reported strong same store sales numbers for January. Bill Barker, check out the numbers. Uh, U.S. comps were up 3.1 percent. Asia Pacific, Middle East, and Africa up 5.2 percent. Europe up 7 percent. Man, they <laughs> they love their McRib sandwiches over in Europe. They, they love to complain about them. Though. <laughs> Everybody loves McDonald's. That's what those numbers say. Uh, I think that uh, you know it's one month's data. It's not. Terribly big story, but at the at the margin, it's a it's a good one. Uh, the 
U.S. number was better than, than what was expected. Um, and so people are continuing to eat, which I think is is good. You know, if you're looking for economic <laughs> Thank signals you, Captain out Obvious. there. <laughs> well, McDonald's is one of the cheaper places to eat, especially if you're you know used to buying food at at Whole Foods or something like that. And this uh, mirrors to me one of the one of the. Uh, things that I've seen going on with retailers. We talked, I guess, last week on the radio show about uh, kind of the the diversification or the bifurcation. Is that the right word? Between uh, in the American consumer, people are spending a lot of money at luxury stores uh-huh. and they're spending money at wholesale clubs. And I think the same sort of thing might be happening at restaurants. You have people shifting down market at McDonald's. I know I am cheap and I am eating there a lot. Uh, Bill, wanted to get your thoughts on this because McDonald's said that the the US numbers were due in part to its McCafe line of drinks and the nationwide launch of fruit and maple oatmeal. I'm I think I'm going to call shenanigans on that one. I I have a hard time believing that what's fueling McDonald's great January numbers is fruit and maple oatmeal. Well, I I'm not I'm not going to call shenanigans on it because you're just talking about your talking about the comparison of two numbers, right? This year's number to last year's number. What is different about McDonald's now compared to then? Now, how much is the fruit and and honey and, and, I don't know, uh, Shrek? Kids, get in the minivan. We're going to go to McDonald's (laughs) for some oatmeal. The the Shrek, you know, ground up Shrek parts from the the Happy Meal oatmeal. Uh, It's, it's, you know, probably two-tenths, three-tenths, four-tenths of of that percent at most. You know, but the the coffee, sure. I can see that, that, you know, that that word is getting out, that uh, they've got coffee that's worth drinking. I think it's a crock, and I, I believe they put these uh, statements in because they know that they will be parroted over and over and over again, yeah. right? And I think that, you know, this is McDonald's trying to put on the public face of health, and they might as well, you know, also say that this the increase in traffic is also due to their program to be kind to whales. I mean, all right, let's move on to Avon. Shares of Avon dropped 5% today on heavy volume after the company said that higher costs and problems overseas combined for a lower fourth quarter profit. Seth Jason, what's what's happening overseas for Avon? And, and this is my fault. I'm the one who wanted to talk about Avon, and it's it's not because I'm in such need of uh, skin cream, although I think I look pretty shining and glowing today. It's, uh, I'm I not going to comment on that. I wanted to compare it because we talked not long ago about a, fair, a somewhat similar company, Tupperware, which is going gangbusters overseas. Earnings were up, and a lot of uh, the good news there was owed to their personal care products. And it just surprised me uh, when I read this report that Avon, which is in a, a similar business and has a somewhat similar business model with the door-to-door sales, et cetera, is, is struggling. And so revenues were up only 1% year over year. That's 5% in constant dollars, which is a boring way of saying, you know, getting rid of those uh, foreign exchange uh, problems. But in general, I'm not liking what I'm seeing at Avon. Uh, margins are down, expenses are up. And if I look at kind of the long-term uh, trend, which is something I like to do with graphs on my nerdy computer while I'm talking on the uh, podcast, the trend at Avon is bad. The operating margins just kind of keep sneaking down. The free cash flow margin keeps sneaking downward. I don't think this is a stock to be in. I think when most people 
hear the name Avon, they ought, it's it's a brand that's easily recognizable. Are, are things that bad at this cosmetics giant that, that you're just like, stay away from the stock? It's nuclear? Well, bad is a relative word, right? Bad's a relative word. Bad means they are in kind of a slow growth, mature market. You're going to see, I believe, these sort of low single digit revenue growth opportunities where at the same time, what they sell is essentially a commodity, right? I mean, one skincare mm-hmm. product or cosmetic is pretty much the same as another. And so there's Spoke, always spoken like a true male. Yeah, like a true male. Exactly. <laughs> I'm but, just well, guessing some of our listeners are going to have. They a might dis- about they that. might disagree, but they would have to argue with the operating margins, and that's and that's. They're what not going to op- argue the operating margins with you. That, that's not what they're they basing because their decisions on. That's that's the story for the stock investor. Is that the competition? Uh, I think is what is is inexorably driving down the margins at Avon, and which is why I would just not be interested in it as a, a stock to hold. Uh, I I don't disagree. And finally, it's getting tougher to be a witch in Romania. In January, the government changed labor laws to officially recognize witchcraft as a taxable profession. And now the Romanian government is considering legislation that will require witches to have a permit and threatens them with fines or imprisonment if their predictions don't come true. What is the world coming to that we're taxing witchcraft? What's going on here? I, I like this. I support this. It, it, you know, when a government is going to tax certain activities uh, to to benefit or or to try to get rid of them, such as uh, you know alcohol back in the day or cigarettes, things like that. This this is this this is very similar, and uh, the government is probably looking at a, a little bit of revenue here. The witchcraft business seems to be going very well, you know, in, in Romania. And and so they're they're willing to both get their share of it and and entice people to think about doing other things with their money. Well, well, no one here speak up for small government. America, this is what you get when you elect Democrats. Taxing our, the job-killing <laughs> witch tax that... <laughs> Wait, what kind? What kind? Romania. Of what oh. You can't even oh. remember what ranch you're on. <laughs> well, Romania. I just, I just want to know where the Tea Party in Romania is on this. <laughs> how much income can they possibly? Like, how much witchcraft is going on in Romania? I like, that some government official goes, man, we got to get a piece of that. We got to get a slice of that. I, that's I, that's the thing. It can't be that much. It, at the same time, you wonder if there's enough uh, witchcraft shenanigans around that they need to try to tax it out of existence. I mean, we've got tarot card readers. There's one not, you know, a couple miles up from my house. How is she? How is she? She seems pretty good. She yeah. always she always has a very vague prediction that comes true for me. But you know, it's is it harmless? I think it's kind of harmless. Or you get what you ask for, I guess. Here's one thing that may have a parallel to the world of Wall Street, and is this it's this notion of threatening the witches with fines or imprisonment if their predictions don't come true. Is that something that we <laughs> that can see with like awesome. Wall Wall Street analysts? Wall Street analysts? Like, oh, wow, man, we are in trouble. We yeah. are in big trouble. Your predictions don't come true. Sorry, we're going to have to find you. I'm I'm just guessing that their lobbying group is a little bit stronger than the witches' lobbying <laughs> group in Romania. That they'll be able to thwart any attempts to hold them accountable for for their predictions. Do you have a favorite witch in history? In in history, uh, Glinda. Glinda, really? No way. The blonde one, I'd be witch. Yeah, I think Elizabeth oh. Montgomery. Yeah, well, there you is know that, what? Yeah. I, I, or genie? Can we, we count her? No, we're ta- just no. She's all a witches. genie. Isn't that the same thing? No, oh. genies and witches are, are oh, very different. Oh, one of different. them has to cross her arms and wiggle her nose. What did genie have to do? Um, uh, she had to hang out in a bottle. That's like if you're a witch, you can you can just like walk amongst us. Oh. You know what? I, I seriously go back and watch The Wizard of Oz and just focus on Glinda, and you will find out what a manipulative woman she is. She's terrible. <laughs> she's like talk about misnomers. Glinda the Good Witch. She's just manipulative. Are you raising your your daughters to to dislike her? 
Uh, no, actually, I haven't watched it with them, but this was, it was on the other night, and I just, I, for some reason, I just focused on Glinda. I'm like, wow, she's just, she's just kind of like the puppet master. Just like, oh, no, you got to go do this. No, you, you, here, wear these shoes. Oh, by the way, someone's going to hunt you because you're wearing those shoes. Is, aren't you just stealing the plot here from Wicked? I haven't seen Wicked. Oh, all right. Go get the book. It's good. Gregory Maguire, I think. All right. Seth Jason. Bill Barker. Guys, thanks for being here. You're welcome. Thanks, Chris. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about. Don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's it for this edition of Market Foolery. Our producer is Matt Greer. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Oh, that was, that is the plot of those books. <laughs> oh, is it? Yeah. Like the the wicked witch is the is is the protagonist. Is the pro- oh okay yeah. Yeah. oh because they like meet in prep school or something right? Isn't that the deal? In, you've seen Wicked. I read the book. Yeah. I thought you saw the show. You no. you like go to musicals all the time. I wish I wearing Avon products. Wearing Avon products. I would love to see musicals.